Welcome to a less train wrecky, not another Baptist podcast. I am Matt Hensley, pastor of Mayhill Baptist, where it is about two degrees today. It's been snowing nonstop since around 3 a.m. Well, actually, it just literally stopped. Kyle is probably dipping a slice of pumpkin pie in his pumpkin spice latte, and I'm willing to bet he's wearing that goofy little hat and a scarf around his neck, but he ain't with us. And so, folks, this is a special episode that promises to be only half as bad as it normally is. My friends, I have the absolute privilege to be joined by someone who has become a dear friend on social media, and I long for the day I can meet him in person because that probably means a trip to Cafe Du Monde in New Orleans. Folks, we're welcoming Dr. Adam Harwood of New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary on the podcast today. So without further ado, Dr. Harwood, Introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your family and what you do. It's great to be with you, Matt. My name is Adam Harwood. I uh, married my best friend 22 years ago this month, Laura. She's a part-time speech therapist. We have four kids together, two boys and two girls. Uh, she homeschools our two youngest. Uh, our uh, second child is a high school senior, and our oldest will be married next month in the great state of Texas. Hey, praise uh, the Lord for that. So so what do you do in New Orleans? I am associate, pass, uh, associate professor of theology, and so I teach uh, college courses, master's courses, and doctoral courses in theology uh, okay, here great. at the seminary. And um, prior to serving here, I was at a Baptist college in North Georgia called Truett McConnell. I taught there um, as a Christian studies professor before that, uh, I was a um, seminary student and worked on my PhD, earning that at uh, your alma mater, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. I uh, earned my MDiv and PhD there uh, and also have uh, 12 years of experience in serving in churches in Texas and Oklahoma uh, as education pastor, associate pastor, and uh, even some time as a youth minister. Awesome. Well, uh, we're in the throes of Advent, and uh, we have something in common. We have four kids. All of ours are bunched together, six, eight, nine, and ten, and yours are spread out a little bit. And so you've had several years now, or a couple of decades now, with uh, kiddos, and uh, we've been talking a little bit about some of the Christmas shenanigans that we do for uh, Thanksgiving and, and uh, Christmas, the different traditions that we may have. Uh, so as we get to know you, Dr. Harwood, what are some of your favorite family traditions around Christmas time? Well, uh, like the Griswolds, we like to put out as many lights as we can on the house, see if we can trip the circuit breakers. Um, uh, we, we typically watch each year a couple of movies at Christmas. One, It's a Wonderful Life, Jimmy Stewart. Uh, second, Elf, Will Ferrell. You sit on a throne of lies. Yeah. And uh, and of course, we, we read the Christmas story to the kids before uh, they tear into their gifts on Christmas morning. Awesome. So that that has been a contentious topic here on the podcast because uh, Kyle jumps into Christmas on November 1st. And uh, and we called him a heretic for that. You, you know how quick uh, we can be with that uh, that word. Uh, but we jumped right in with uh, November 1st that he was a heretic for us. We wait until uh, Black Friday is uh, is kind of behind us and, and Thanksgiving's behind us. And we watch Elf as soon as we get uh, home from Thanksgiving. Now that's a couple of days. Uh, normally that would be the day after. Um, but now that we're 
you know, several hours away. We jump into Elf and uh, and then we kind of work our way through some of the Santa Claus uh, movies and the Polar Express, some of that uh, nonsense. And and uh, and we start the day with an Advent uh, devotional and and uh, they they turn over the Advent uh, numbers and so forth. And so it's it's neat that our kids are sort of young and, and we're kind of in between the whole Santa thing. And, and we had one write to us that uh, dear Santa, i.e., mom and dad and uh so it's kind of good that we're sort of after that and so now we can just have fun and uh enjoy the holiday together not tiptoe around at uh, midnight uh trying to put stuff together uh so 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 similar stuff here at the hensley house but i suspect one difference though in our two christmases uh is going to be that it'll be negative 20 degrees here perhaps and i would guess maybe 75 or 85 in new orleans what will the weather be like around christmas in in new orleans it's uh you're you're right it could be 75 right now we have overcoats on and we are just we've got heaters going because it's in the low 40s and for <laughs> us that's just insane that's about as cold as it gets well they they do give me a hard time about that because I'm, I'm coming from san antonio where about the uh the coldest it ever got seemed to be 120 degrees uh but <laughs> no so i'm coming here and it's it's 50 degrees and i'm bundled up with my hoodie and everything on on my runs and like what is wrong with this guy uh well folks i i begged dr harwood to come onto the podcast one so i could finally meet him face to face but he's been so helpful to me over the first few months of my ministry here uh in mayhill as i've pastored here in new mexico but recently dr harwood wrote a book or compiled a book or on a topic that we touched here a few episodes to uh, episodes ago, sorry, kids in ministry. The good news is that he didn't listen to the episode, I don't suspect, so he doesn't realize how wrong Kyle and I probably were. But tell us, brother, what's the name of the book? How long did it take you to write it? And what do you hope it accomplishes? Thanks. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. I have a copy here. I just got my copies uh, yesterday. And, and so I, I sent you a couple of copies today. Literally, it's in the mail, Matt, uh, your copies. Awesome. But this was published by B&H Academic. It's called Infants and Children in the Church, Five Views on Theology and Ministry. So that's the cover. And this is a, um, this is a five views book on theology and ministry. And um, it is sort of academic, but I think it's accessible. And so the target audience is pastors, um, any, really anyone who serves in church ministry and, uh, and parents. And uh, what we did is, uh, this is based on a conference. In 2015, NOBTS hosted a conference and we had representatives from five different Christian perspectives that came. This sounds like the beginning of a joke, but it's true. We had a <laughs> Roman Catholic, a Lutheran, Eastern Orthodox, Presbyterian, and a Baptist. And we all came together and we answered the same four questions on theology and ministry with children. And then we took those presentations and uh, responded to one another in the chapter format. And so then what we end up with when we throw an introduction at the front and then a conclusion, we end up with a five views book. And, uh, and so the four questions we each answered were, how do we understand the effects of original sin? And how do we understand uh, infant salvation? And how do we understand that children enter the church and then how they're discipled in the church? So original sin, infant salvation, 
baptism and discipleship. Awesome. And uh, so was there a huge fight between the uh, Baptists and the Presbyterians and, and all of those guys? Like, was it just a knockout Royal Rumble there at New Orleans? Well, it was it was a real peaceable discussion. But what happened after we each made our presentations, we had a panel discussion at the end. And this is available on YouTube. You can see it. But just a few minutes into it, what happened is it became four on one. Because even though each of those traditions have distinct views and they have differences, they all have this in common, that all of them baptize children and we don't. Of those five groups, we're the only group that doesn't baptize children. So very quickly, the discussion became everyone pointing to me and saying, you're excluding children from the kingdom. You're keeping kids out of the church. You're hurting these families. Why won't you baptize infants and children? And so it was really enlightening. and. I, I should have realized that going into it, but frankly, it just never occurred to me. I'm just, because I'm surrounded by people all the time who hold the same view about baptism and professions of faith. Uh, and uh, so that was a fun experience. That uh, That's something I even know from, you know, Facebook. I've got, you know, a, a wide range of friends from all different political backgrounds, all different you know, Christian, not Christian uh, backgrounds, every type of denomination is in there in some shape, form uh, or fashion, it seems like. And so it's it's like the moment you share your opinion, <laughs> it's on. And uh, and so uh, that uh, that that's interesting. And uh, but uh, hopefully you were able to uh, to to right their wrongs in, in that uh, or, or at least it was cordial. And um, I'm sure God was glorified through it. Um, but uh, but thanks for thanks for sharing it. One of the things you shared was how uh, it, it is a little more. Uh, academic, but you do believe it is accessible for the kind of everyday pastor or maybe parents. Is this something that would have a format that maybe a, you know, a staff that includes a pastor and a children's minister, a, you know, nursery director, that kind of thing, where maybe they could read this together and discuss it along the way? Or, or how do you think that would really work for a staff maybe working through this book together? I think that would be an ideal format. I think, I think that, um, it's material that they would be able to read, and I think it would be beneficial specifically because when when I was in the local church context, I remember that just west down the street, we had a Roman Catholic church, and then east down the street, we had a Presbyterian church. And in those particular scenarios, those churches baptized infants, for example, and of course we didn't. But at the time, if you would ask me, why is it they baptize children? Why do we not? Uh, talk about that at length. I'm not sure I really could have could have uh, said much about it. Yeah. And and then you throw in Lutherans and the Eastern Orthodox, and and then you have some of the practices that look similar, but they have uh, different reasons or justification for each one of them. And so again, a, a multi-views book is helpful because it's not one person telling you information about these other groups. It's advocates from each of the groups telling you, this is why we're doing this. This is why we believe this. And, uh, and then interacting with one another. And so it's helpful to see the similarities uh, as well as the differences. But, but no, I think, I think a staff reading it together would be ideal. Awesome. It, it sounds like a book that I needed about two, two years ago. I was, I was pastoring a church in Texas and uh, we had a couple uh, joined that was about to adopt a, uh, a little boy. 
and uh, they had both been raised in the Presbyterian Church. And uh, so they they came in and and you know one of their first and we we were technically non-denomination non-denominational in terms of cooperation, um, but Baptist in theology, and uh, they they came and wanted to know you know did we baptize uh, you know infants and we didn't have a baptistry uh, in the church we did everything in the pool so there there was really nothing to really indicate for them that we were any different than what they've been used to. And, uh, and I, I had, you know, some background in studying that in the past. So it was, it was helpful at least to have that, to kind of walk them through what we believed and why and, and the differences there. Uh, and, uh, and we did, you know, what, what some would call a child dedication. We did, did it more as a parent dedication that we're committing to raise up this, this child, uh, in a godly home and, and teach them the word and disciple them and so forth. Uh, and so we did that and, and it seemed to be a good happy medium for, for them, which kind of made, made me a little worried that maybe I, I was too Presbyterian with it. Uh, <laughs> but this, this would be a, a great book, uh, for me then. And, uh, and I believe it would be great for me now. And so I, I thank you for sharing that. And, and, uh, uh, I hope we can get this in the hands of a uh, number of our listeners. Uh, one one uh, more question, or actually two together, uh, about this book, and then you're really off the, the hook to a degree. Uh, first, why? Uh, why on earth should our listeners buy this book, and where can they do so? I, uh, why should they buy the book? Recently, I heard J.D. Greer say, if you buy my book, proceeds will go to benefit hungry children. <laughs> and then he went on to name his own children. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, the, um, well, the reason that I think people would benefit from the book is that um, uh, any, any pastors or anyone serving in, in ministry, this book can help them clarify their understanding of those areas. Uh, original sin, infant salvation, baptism, and discipleship of children. Awesome. And, and, and where they can get it. Uh, Amazon uh, is the primary place. I think most people get their books now, but it's it's published by B&H, so hopefully it'll be available in the, your local Lifeway store. Um, so that's it. Awesome. Well, uh, I, I know I look forward to digging into it. I really appreciate you sending me uh, a copy, especially as a dad of four uh, young children and, and pastoring a church that gets younger by the week. Every week, it seems like we have uh, more young families coming and being a part of what uh, is happening there. And, and a lot of them are coming with kids. And so I know this is going to be uh, helpful for us. But if there is one thing from that book that just kind of stands out to you as kind of the editor, the author there, uh, that really sticks out uh, that you would give to a pastor or a parent, what would that be? Um, this, this, sounds, this sounds really basic, but children matter to Jesus. Children matter uh, in the church. And, and uh, sometimes we may think of a younger generation as the church of tomorrow. And that's true. They may be the leaders of tomorrow, but of course, infants and children are also the church of today. Hmm. And uh, so they're, they're our children. They're people that we need to reach um, with the gospel. And so, uh, so there's, there is a, a need to think about ministry to that generation now. 
Awesome. I, I appreciate that very much. And and I I come from the background as well of a, as a student pastor for most of my uh, time in, in ministry. I was briefly a children's minister for a while and realized how much I hated kids. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, it it uh, jumped into uh, student ministry. Uh, and, and I'll be honest, just hearing you say that it's, it's something I, I know, but like in practice, it, it was, it's easier for me just, just hearing you say that uh, the first thing that popped in my head was it's easier for me to think of how practical it is for students to be involved in, in the ministry of the church. You know, we tried to have a family integrated, uh, youth ministry with, you know, them involved in the ushering them involved in the music and the choir and serving and greeting. We tried to have them involved in, in everything because they were students and we didn't see them as the leaders of tomorrow. We wanted them in the church and in the ministry of the church. Now, uh, that to, to be honest, it has never crossed my mind of how it's important for even the children to be a part of that as well. And so thank you for, uh, for sharing that. That was a convicting and encouraging word. And, uh, and so I, I appreciate that. Uh, well, folks, that is about it for us. We thank Dr. Harwood for joining us. And I hope this helps our listeners and y'all think through children in ministry and infants in ministry and maybe go a little deeper uh, than what Kyle and I were able to pontificate about a few weeks ago. Uh, but we certainly ask that you follow us on Facebook at Not Another Baptist Podcast and on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast. Throw down a five-star review, especially if you like it, maybe since Kyle wasn't here. And uh, so this would be a great time to really make him feel bad. As always, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you proclaim. Dr. Harwood, thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful day and God bless you as you serve him.